0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: In this week's episode, we get to see Las Vegas in the future, and we also get to see a lot more of our characters. All that and more in this week's episode of Unlocked. Hey guys, welcome to Unlocked, the companion podcast to Genlock. I'm Blaine Gibson, and I'm joined by two close friends. Guys, say hello.
2: I'm the biggest Cami fan, also known as Denise Rodriguez, but you know me as Cypher then on the interwebs.
3: Yes, and I am Curtis Richardson, AKA Kurt Ritchie, and welcome to Unlocked, the Genlock podcast. We're in
1: episode three now. If you've joined us for the first time, welcome. Uh, as a refresher, Kurt and I together form Blurt. Uh, like, I like
3: that we established this lore. We have to mm-hmm. reestablish
1: the lore. Yeah. Uh, very,
2: I, very I watched. Uh, I watched a ship from afar. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We've we've been going
1: into the brainscape, and we've been just hanging out a lot. And I'm taking yeah. a lot of Kurt's cool style, and he's taking all yeah. of my whatever I have to offer.
3: Um, uh, Whey protein. Yes. Uh, yes <laughs> yeah. it Take it all. Been very nice. yes, I'm still waiting
2: for... for the beard to grow. It's not working so far. <laughs> so. <laughs> it tervishly. takes some time.
3: Give it, like, a solid 12 years. Uh, you got it.
1: <laughs> So we're talking episode three today, and my, my, what a spicy episode it was. <laughs> oh,
3: my. Yeah, I was like, what yo, was let not? me not put this one on the TV. <laughs> yo, let's go. Let's you put this. it on <laughs> the
2: big screen. What do
3: you mean? Yeah, yo, this is definitely the one. It's like in an anime where your parents walk in at the worst moment. This is <laughs> yeah. definitely that for me, but instead of parents, they were roommates. We thought I was watching... Uh, um porn uh <laughs> but no but it was what pretty engaging i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna say was <laughs> <No, laughs> no, like just...
2: rewind real quick
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
3: Um, um so what happened this episode <laughs> guys
1: uh, hey, yo. Well, so lastly we left off you know we were fighting a big uh battle and then some mystery haul-ons just started popping up and just like jumping onto people giving them explosive hugs and we still mm. don't know what those guys are about um, but right now, it seems like everybody's kind of enjoying a little bit of R&R, well-deserved, I would say. It is It is nice to have everyone sit back and
3: relax, at least conceptually, until you realize the relaxing <laughs> is uh, very stressful.
1: It's, it's almost as if they didn't relax at all because of uh, just the, the wartime stress and what's going on with Command, you know? like it, it seems like Chase right off the bat is just asking a lot of questions, uncomfortable questions and uh mm. not getting a lot of answers he's kind of getting stonewalled by the general
3: i mean which is very understandable on both ends for one uh he's probably a little pressed considering there's a bunch of new holons and the enemies using copies of him and they're co- these new guys are out of nowhere so obviously he's feeling a bit of a way. and then also military structure uh she probably doesn't want to tell him yeah <laughs> so he, he might yeah, endanger the mission somehow so. yeah uh yeah uh some are really
2: asking, you know?
3: Mm, I would be, be. pressed. <laughs> yeah, <Personally, laughs> I'd be pretty pressed.
1: I'd be wanting to know, like, you know, the nature of how they're controlling their holons and how attached they are. And then for these new ones to just pop up and to just be, like, bl- blowing up and stuff like
3: yeah, that. What's going they're on? Not, they're not too attached to the, the mortal realm. Bro, they just <laughs> off <offing> themselves <laughs> easily. Yeah. yeah, I'd be I'd be asking some questions.
2: Are we the good guys? Are, are we, we?
1: Are we din? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Uh he asked that question to Miranda after walking in on a bit of an awkward uh, hey moment with yo. Jody. hey <laughs>
3: yo! What was awkward about that?
2: See, it, it was funny because it was boundary issues, right? But mm. he had—he's like closing everyone off, but he's just like, "Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh maybe I <laughs> yeah. should be here." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Chase is being kind of a jerk because he's just like, hey, don't get in my brain. I don't want you, I need my privacy, all right? And then meanwhile, he's walking in and it's like, hey, Jody Miranda, what are you guys up to Whoa.
2: <laughs> He kind of deserved that one though. Yeah, he yeah. wants
3: his privacy, uh, so he sees their privates. We love mm-hmm. to see it. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, all right, if, any, if there's any more on this lesson beyond uh, morality and what's beyond death, it's to knock on doors.
1: Man, I, I don't know. Like... Chase has got a thing with doors knocking, you know, because in yeah, his mindscape, <laughs> he's got that big scary door that's just constantly, you know. Yeah. I, oh. I love
2: that whenever he has discussions with Miranda, there's always like a little snippet of what's going on in Chase's mind. Like she brought up the knock first, and then literally he's having issues with knocking in doors and oh, all that. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's an opening doors kind of problem there. Again understandable i is yeah. a giant
1: scary death
3: door in his room
2: it's just <laughs> so. a big knock knock joke waiting to happen
1: god you gotta feel bad for jody though just because of how that Yo. whole thing played out you know yeah gets walked in <laughs> on just a little
3: bit. yeah He um, doesn't <laughs> so know the status around. yeah and he doesn't <laughs> i like bro no better time than during sex to question <laughs> the status of your relationship
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, when you bring up yeah.
3: those important topics yeah. in the discussion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And the like, ex
2: walks in. Not even the real ex, the copy of the ex. Yeah,
3: who's <laughs> kind of dead. Like, yeah, it's a little complicated.
1: Yeah. We get a little bit of uh, all that sexy talk aside. We get all of the, mm-hmm. uh, we get a little bit of finger pointing between Miranda and Chase, you know, like. He's asking, "Oh, are we the good guys?" and kind of questioning the polity. And then she's mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, you sound like a union sympathizer." There's a lot of that kind of getting tossed around this episode, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, whose side are you on? And it's building a lot of tension. So yeah, it, I feel like yeah. I
3: feel like she's very more or less jaded uh, from the whole thing uh, yeah. because of her being indoctrinated into it so much. So I feel like anyone would begin to question, especially knowing what we know but i get it for miranda she's been in it for the long haul yeah. so of course she's yeah. gonna be like are you she questioning just has that loyalty yeah they're the enemy i've been killing yeah. these guys
1: for some time they're evil like yeah yeah I at a certain yeah. point you don't want to question the actions that you've even done yourself you yeah know? yeah it's like yo what have i been doing wrong all
3: along maybe either not to say this is what she is thinking but just my speculation of either yo this I know I'm wrong I've been doing this for so long it's impossible or I mean
1: military culture you know this is, yeah. this is how it is back to the group we you know come to find out the rest of the Jinlock team is now informed that it was the polity that struck first you know it wasn't the uh, mm-hmm. the Union and their attack on New York after all it was uh, you know we they went after Babylon uh, and then Yaz you know shared her memories of that of that happening and everyone's like what are we doing anymore you know
2: <laughs>
3: How would you feel if I, – I feel like my whole world would be flipped upside down.
2: I mean, Cammie's world was kind of like a little turned on its head because I mean, Cammie is asking, she's asking like, it It sounds kind of nice with the union and your family. What's up with that, Yaz? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no! Yaz was like, no, 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 no,
3: no. no. <laughs> Yaz was like, hey, 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 I see what you're doing there. We're not going to do that. <laughs> like, yo, chill. Yo, Cammy, yo, no. chill.
1: Well, Kami does get stiffed by uh, Yaz, but mm. uh, Kazu comes asking for help because he's got a bit of an issue going on in himself. In, in Ooh, the yeah. mindscape.
3: Yeah, man. I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, toxic masculinity central. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I,
2: was say that.
3: I was like, bruh, bruh, bro, take a breath. This yeah. is some people's <laughs>
1: dream. Relax. Bro. It's not that deep. Uh, he's just but,
2: denying it. He doesn't mm-hmm. understand it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's having huge, huge masculinity issues and he's not coping with it well. He's trying anything and everything he can to. Yeah. Yeah. get back to what he thinks is normal i feel
3: like a lot of these people would benefit from therapy <laughs> where's where the yeah where is the where's the quality
1: therapist yeah where's the sixth member who just shows up with just like glasses and like a you know a <laughs> sweater vest and just kind of his robot is just you know it just asks them questions about their feelings and stuff
3: let's
2: talk it out guys and i'm like yo it's like you've been
3: you've been appearing as a woman in your mind and you hate it and you're completely rejecting it does that sound like you're the right thing dog
1: what yeah well i mean Kimmy even backed it up she was like it's it's nothing to do it's not a glitch it's not something in the code this is just how your subconscious is is presenting itself
3: yeah, she's um, like, yo, trust me, it wasn't me. My code is flawless, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is you, bro. It's
2: yeah. not me. It's you. You're yeah, the problem. Yeah,
3: see, there's relationship things happening left and right this episode. Man.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it, and again, that's when Kazu or that's when Cammy is bummed out because the family is very clearly falling apart because Kazu mm-hmm. Lee is all in a huff.
3: Yeah. Ugh, yeah. The 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 buildings the relationships are kind of starting to fall apart here, like all around. Yeah. I think we can bring it back, but it's the team isn't looking too hot.
2: Yeah, it's throughout the season two, it's all family and they're looking for their family and just trying to fix what the previous damages are and they're not realizing the family that they've built that Cammy's obviously seeing mm-hmm. and that, that's just sad yeah. realizing yeah. that now yeah.
1: it, despite all the darkness so there are so many little funny moments like whenever Cammy's putting kazu into that like kind of fugue state where you know he, he can go yeah. in he, the, the he just gets yeah. it and they just Looney Tunes. I
3: loved it. It It's so good. Yeah, no, that was that was cool. I I love that too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we also get a a bit of information. I'm not sure if this is going to be relevant down the road, but Mm. Cammy says that she's working on some sort of technology that's going to make it to where they can basically like (laughs) Bluetooth connect wirelessly (laughs) anywhere from uh, into their their holons, which you know that could be advantageous. Mm -hmm. That way, they're not in like a a tube, you know, sitting in that ship that's vulnerable.
3: Yeah, I was. I really was hoping they would do something like that because I'm like, man, y'all are really just posted up, completely defenseless. uh, Yeah, in those tubes. I mean, that was. I think that was a thing in season one where they're like, "Yo, we gotta hide our bodies now." (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, please. They roll it out these giant tubes. I'm like, oh my god, they're in trouble.
1: Yeah. So we see a little bit of that, and then we we venture off into Sinclair's territory. See what he's yeah, up where to. Where you at, Blaine? W- what you doing? <laughs> what you <laughs> been you up to? It's a character, <laughs> you know, growing up <laughs> <at> the beard, <laughs> making my voice see? more gravelly, you know. <laughs>
2: what you uh, been up to lately? Not the Robo Strip Club, that's for sure. Oh
3: no, yeah, tucking I mean, it in the woods uh, with the bow and arrow, yeah, you know. Quite goes. the opposite of Robo Strip Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you've been. Yeah, uh, Sinclair is really just. I feel like in the the opposite of the war effort, but not really on anyone else on one, on any side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is which I'm rolling with right now because I don't trust nobody here. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Definitely, it seems like Sinclair and, and his group are a little bit more guerrilla and, and unorganized. They don't have like a big government that's kind of like assisting them or telling mm-hmm. them what to do. So uh, they're just kind of helping. You know people that are caught up in the war yeah. escape and it seems like it, they say new zealand's the safest place right now which who's surprised of course new zealand <laughs> yeah, of is...
3: course it's still the safest place yes <laughs> it's the safest place in any timeline
2: yeah
3: uh, yeah but that that was really wild to see that he is still doing stuff outside of both the union and the polity like that's kind of like a overwhelming situation Cause there's a huge war happening amongst the entire nation yeah. and you are separate from it, trying to just get people out of there. I feel like that's a big obligation. I yeah. just
2: want to say Sinclair is a badass, like complete mm. badass, just fighting and just, <laughs> yeah, like, you're yeah. a
3: badass. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, I am about to say, yeah, he, he was denying just, it before. Just,
2: Voice just, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. equal the, you're right.
1: the, the character. Yeah, Jumping on yeah, plates, no
2: biggie. <laughs>
1: I will Not say yet. that the the, the 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 ski launcher thing that like launched from the air, yeah, that, that was pretty sad. rad. That I was distressing. Like, I'm they like, what if he bo- missed? Slingshot. They put me <laughs> yeah. in a slingshot and in a mocap suit, and I actually did that. No. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yo, that would be. I'd be
2: attached video here.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <this> is her. <laughs> you hear
2: ah! from the back. <laughs>
3: Nah, but that that's gonna be really dope. And um, but you can't forget that Sinclair was Genlock. Like he is as as for lack of a better term, badass as everyone in the Mm Genlock team, and even more so now that he's like fighting against everything and has got uncaptured, has beat like gotten out of the union like. A bunch of crazy, wild stuff with him. Well,
1: I guess we didn't talk about that, but the cold opening shows uh, Sinclair on the run from the Union. It looks like he got, mm. a, he escaped. Mm-hmm. He was in their yeah. armor, and then he comes up to a Polity fire team. He's super stoked on that until they kill a bunch of, you know, Union civilians. So yeah,
3: that's great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can yeah. tell why he decided to kind of go freelance. <laughs> you know, yeah, just on his yeah own. freelance. Like yeah. I
2: have no sides. Yeah, the, I'm my yeah. own boss.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, no health care, but at least you're not, you know, committing like a bunch of mass suicide or yeah. like a, another form of mass. I, suicide. I want to know what more about everybody?
2: Sinclair because, like, we we really just got in glimpses of Sinclair and mm-hmm. we we've gotten backstories for the rest of the Genlock team. So, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I'm excited. I feel like this is good mm-hmm. storytelling. Like, I they're they're slowly giving us a drip feed of info about Sinclair, yeah. and he's definitely going to play. Uh, a bigger role or at least is an outlet to showing uh, what it can be outside of either faction. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't say. Blaine anything. can give no comment as he knows everything <laughs> about that character. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's been a bit since uh, since we recorded. So like I'm yeah. actually just like oh, oh okay I'm remembering uh-huh. some of these plot points as well and it's uh-huh. and I'm glad that they only handed me the pages for my specific scenes to, mm-hmm. that my character scenes because uh-huh. I'm still in the dark and a lot of this stuff. So it's yeah. fun to watch with everybody else. Um, That's cool. But, uh, yeah, so then we see that Dr. Jaws has been brought to Brother Tate, which is, uh, you know. Brother. What's yeah. going to get Brother Tate? What's yeah. he going to he up to? Aside from having really cool chairs that are made out of, I guess, the nano parts people. of his people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, hey, he has a
2: koala. He does. He yeah. yeah, has a wala. koala.
3: I didn't I don't notice all the, the cool. scars on the koala, yo. That koala. I thought it was.
2: I thought it was Jeez, like burn 30. marks from like, because he rescued the koala. No? I
1: don't. I think it's assumed, yeah, that it, he b- b- saved it because he mentioned that it was in. He was in Australia when Australia was like burning and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, he probably mm-hmm. koala like, the fire, which makes yeah, that... me a little bit more appreciative of Brother Tate, even though he's he saved people. a koala.
3: Like he's not complete. Like he's not completely bad. Like like. That's the thing is that both sides, you can understand. Like, it's fairly sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like, I get it. I get it. There's not... I think one of the beauties of this season is -hmm. that there is no just, like, unapologetically evil side. That's what I love about this
2: season. Everyone just has, like, their Mm -hmm. own purpose, and you understand why everyone's doing what they're doing, per se. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of added depth to everyone and the plot and the the sides. Like we're mm-hmm. really getting to see a greater side. And I and I can feel the, I can feel even within myself just watching it like the man, like who do you like root for? Can you root for anyone? Yeah. And and that's what that's what the team's facing and that's really dope. So yeah. I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. where this all goes.
1: All right, so that was episode three it was a wild mm. ride we saw a lot of things yeah. things that we didn't expect to see in this cartoon but <laughs> some things uh, definitely didn't expect to
2: see <laughs> wait, wait, i gotta open my eyes but just by a little yes yeah, just- <laughs> I, I can kind of yeah. see it
1: looking respectfully yeah. um so so where are you where are you guys standing right now seeing what we've seen uh union versus polity how, what's your alignment alignment like Currently, I'm, uh, I'm uh, a ah. true
3: neutral at, at this point, you um, know, whatever, whatever Sinclair is on the alignment chart, dog. I, I want to <laughs> be
2: with Sinclair. I want to be with Sinclair. He's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Join uh,
3: me. Yeah, bro. Let's I just... want
2: to be jumping on planes. That's yeah. my goal. Actually, <laughs> I'm
3: just trying to live in New Zealand. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who can you trust? Like literally who can you trust both sides are doing despicable things but uh, but then again what government isn't so (laughs) what do you do
1: what can you do well miranda made a good point in the beginning when she was talking to general marine you know she would she was attempting to end a war before it started Mm. you know which Mm. like that Sounds logical, you know, but it, yeah. then it ultimately led to the war, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> there was a lot of civilians. Yeah. Miranda Hindsight- just kind of doesn't care about losses mm. and casualties. That's... Miranda actually didn't care about losses at all. Yeah, it's because yeah. you're...
3: Because uh, there's... I mean, it's the philosophy of of uh, uh, there. there's a means to the end. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. sacrifice a part so the whole can live. And which is a philosophy, and it's it it makes sense in some philosophical cases, but I mean, when you look at it, like it sounds great on paper, but in practice, this it's tough. Like like yeah. stopping a war before it starts, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yo, how many people have died? How many so clones have you
2: killed? One. Like everyone,
1: that's tough. Do you think that Cami is like a flight risk? You know, do you think that her interest in the union might pop up again in the future? Because she did generally pretty stoked on the whole flow thing.
3: Generally, I want to say no because who wouldn't want to know the philosophy of the enemy, right? Like that would be the whole point in fighting. I need to know why and who I'm fighting in order to fight them. But on the other end, maybe she would be interested. But I mean, if if she learned anything, I feel like it'd be like none of this is okay. Like we're kind of seeing.
2: It it sounds know? like she might just because of how much the team is pushing her. You know, yeah, the team pushing
3: her away. Yeah,
2: we we saw Doctor Ja in the the union, like she's being turned as we speak. And then we have Cami that's being pushed by her own team to Mm -hmm. just be angry at them and just be yelled at all the time. So Mm. if she's not finding that connection there, where else can she turn, sort of speak, right? The therapist. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> <That's> an interesting <laughs> note too, Din, because uh, Doctor Ja and Cami, they both share their incredible intelligence. You know, that's something that they both have. Mm-hmm. So it I brings. think that they might see if they even get just a hint of it, just the, they see mm-hmm. the logic in what the Union's trying to do. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be interested to they- see what Cami ends up doing
2: yeah if not mistaken the the leaders the the 12 leaders that they were talking about for the union were ex-scientists or something like that Mm -hmm. so
1: a lot of whiz kids (laughs) big brains yeah wrinkly brains brains,
3: big wrinkly brains big bad decisions So we've done a lot of speculation on our end, but maybe we should ask someone who actually knows what they're talking about. We have a writer from the show here, Evan Narciss, and we're going to talk to him.
1: Hey guys, we're joined by a special guest today. Uh, He's the writer of episode three, but you might be more familiar with his work on things like uh, Rise of Black Panther and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Evan Narciss, thanks for coming by, dude. Uh, Thanks for having me. Good to be here, Blaine. Yeah, man. So I'm really enjoying uh, season two and episode three was a blast we got to see like a lot of cool stuff like future las vegas and all of its dystopian glory um i guess starting out i'm noticing uh, in me and the the rest of the unlocked crew have also been talking about this we're exploring a lot of the gray area between the union and the polity uh we're finding out more about what the union is up to and what their intentions are and we're finding out that the polity isn't as nice as we thought um what was it like exploring that you know that that morally gray area I mean, one of the things we
4: did in episode three is, like, make that gray area, like, actual physical representation, right, with no man's land. So that's the space in between the territory that the union and the polity hold, and where we that's where we see Sinclair wind up, like, after an initial opening. So one of the things we wanted to do on, on season two was to flesh out the world building, right, to build upon the things that we saw in season one, which was more character focused. And th- now we want to pull out, the, you know, the camera a little bit and see the kind of landscape that the Genlock team is operating in, right? So um showing kind of the philosophical differences between the union and the polity is super important. And But at the same time, from the point of view of somebody like Sinclair, he's like, this war is just chewing people up and spitting them out, and I don't want any part of it. If he sees his mission as anything now, it's to like to get people out of the bounds of that conflict, right? So what does a guy like that do when he's faced with the decision to, you know enlists into a war that he no longer believes in, you know, he saw uh, a poly um, squad, you know, take down the uh, Union um, soldiers that they captured, right? You know, he's like, wait, I thought we were the good guys. I thought we played by the quote unquote rules, you know, like, but when he learns that they haven't been in really gory fashion, really kind of disruptive fashion, like his whole moral framework about the job he's been doing as a soldier changes, right? And I think you know, without spoiling too much looking ahead, I think you can already see the seeds of that same doubt with Chase, right? The conversation he has with Miranda early on in this episode is about, hey, I just learned something that shakes me down to my very
1: foundations as, as a soldier. I mean, even we even saw a little bit of that with Cammy. She's starting to get interested in the the flow and like, you know, what uh, Yaz saw, you know, in her time in, in, in Babylon um so it seems like there's a lot of like shifting you know uh, mindsets towards towards the enemy you know
4: yeah i mean one of the things we want to explore was the kind of situational morality that armed conflict you know inevitably um brings into people's lives you know these are some of the kinds of questions we were thinking about in the writer's room when we were coming up with the overall arc of the season
1: so you mentioned earlier uh that you're exploring a lot of the stuff from season one and just kind of building off of that especially with the characters and we kind of see uh Kazu going through a bit of an identity crisis and and uh Val is stepping in uh it felt like you know in the beginning those guys kind of had they were at odds with each other in like season one uh what was it like exploring that was that something that you were just like oh this is perfectly you know primed for this Uh, relationship exploration or you know what was your approach to that so you know one of of the first things we did when the room opened was that we did go
4: back and watch all of season one right so um you know we had some general ideas and themes we want to explore and then we did the work of going back and watching the first season and seeing okay what's in there that we can use to build off of right so you know kazu's very his machismo presentation right was something that was like you know what's it like to kind of maintain that and support that all the time. You yeah. know, who, like who, who, who is that person all the time? Right. Are you, are you really capable of being, you know, that kind of like chest out, you know, uh, 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 nothing bothers me. I'm too cool for school all the time. Like, and I think the reality is that nobody is right. They all have their moments of, uh, of doubt, um, that they try to kind of, uh, gloss over and for him, you know, and the rest of the team is like, one of the things that, we explore is that the gen lock process which is essentially like decanting your consciousness from your physical body right and allowing it mm-hmm. to live in a totally digital space like once you uncouple that like all the bandwidth that you use to oh i don't know move your body and 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 like all that stuff basically gives energy to the stuff that you've been suppressing right so like when your day de- when, when you have all these cycles these bandwidth cycles in your head now that are free to do whatever like the stuff that you've been kind of trying to tamp down and suppress it it, it makes its way out right mm. and everybody everybody's experiencing that, you know like uh memories that they don't want other people to have access to um feelings emotions, thoughts, you know, like cami, why are you so like s- such a big cuddle bunny and like wanting to hang out and make be friends with everybody is because really she's had a lonelier past than we've um been given to understand, you know um. And she just wants to find a new family and create one out of the Genlock team, whereas some of the other ones are like, nah, my family history is complicated, sis, and we can't have your bunnies all up, uh, um, up, up in here. And there's stuff about me that you don't know and I don't necessarily want you to know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is very much like these guys have to have some kind of group therapy or else... Um, <laughs> Things are going to go bad for them.
1: We've, we've talked about that, the group that, you know, that's in this podcast, you know, we would just get him a therapist, get him a therapist, everything would be better. Cause it seems like, you know, what you said, Chase is walling everybody off. He's creating these boundaries while Cammie's trying to like break down those boundaries. Was that something that you guys really wanted to explore is just like, how does a family operate? What is, what is it like walling yourself off versus, you know? trying to get into someone's personal space.
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, look, these are all young people, right. Who like have embraced one role in the world to help define themselves. Right. Like they're, you know, they're soldiers, right. You're fighting for what they see is, is the right thing. Um, or for other people. Um, but you know, you have to make sacrifices when you live that kind of life. And the world has been in constant state of war for decades now. And you know, they, they, probably haven't had the kind of tools and attention and support they need to be like emotionally and psychologically healthy. Right. I think we can take that as a given, right. The world is at the brink of collapse, you know, and they're just fighting to keep it going for a little while longer. And so you sacrifice a lot of self care, a lot of, um, you know, best practices in order to, to, to do something that you feel is serving the greater good. Right. And we'll see that was from some other characters too, that like, yeah, they've, They've whittled away at their own kind of moral compass and now have to figure out, okay, wow, uh, is all of this worth it? So, you know, for Chase, for Kazu, you know, for Cami and Yaz, like, I think all that stuff is in play, right? What sacrifices have I made to get here? How do I pay for them? How do I share that stuff with other people? Was it worth it all in the end? You know... I feel like the, the the most well-adjusted character in the cast this year is, is probably Val mm. and they're not that well-adjusted, you know, <laughs> like, um, um, Val exhibits a lot of nihilism, you know, a lot of hopelessness and finds a little bit of hope in Kazu, I think. But even together, they're like, um, I guess we better like share stuff with each other because who knows how much time we have left and, um, let's go out in a way that's not quite so miserable. Um, which is hard, you know?
1: Well, Evan, episode three was awesome. It's been a wild ride so far. I'm excited to see what's coming up next. Uh, where can the folks find you? Social media, what are you working on these days?
4: Um, social media is evnark on Twitter. And um, what am I working on? Gosh, too much. Uh, what can I actually talk <laughs> what about? What can you talk
1: about? Yeah, uh, I guess that's a better question.
4: Um, I guess it's been announced that I'm working on the upcoming Wolverine game uh, with Insomniac Games. Um, uh... I've had a bunch of comics come out this year, including the New Day, the Power of Positivity um, series, and Last Annihilation, Wakanda. Um, I've got a chapter in the upcoming Public Enemy graphic novel coming out, Apocalypse ninety one. That's going to be some more cool sci fi stuff from me. Uh, that's everything I can talk about right now. But um, yeah, if you if you want to find out more, you follow me on Twitter.
1: All right, you're on a hot streak, dude. That's awesome. Well, thanks Ian, for stopping by, dude. Thanks, Blaine. Have fun, guys. Well, we want to thank Evan Narcisse for his time and giving us some awesome insight in the show. Uh, we're going to be switching gears and be talking to voice actor Chad James, who does the voice of Jody.
2: Hello, hello. Today we have Chad James, the voice actor for Jody. How's hello, it going? Hello. We have a couple of questions for you today.
0: I figured there would be questions for this episode.
2: <laughs> I, I just come in. I have answers for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. First question. Jody has been with Vanguard since Dr. Weller brought in the Genlock team. Mm-hmm. In that time, how has this relationship with Miranda and the rest of the Genlock team progressed?
0: Clearly in the time skip, there's been like some friction in their relationship um, because, you know, in season one, what we see uh, is, you know, especially like Jody was like really trying to do the right thing because he realized like, oh, like this is a crazy scenario to find yourself in. Because, you know, he made the jokes when Chase was still alive about getting with Miranda and then uh, and then, you know, Chase dies. Uh, and then I was told in season one that Jody waited, quote, a respectable amount of time uh, before <laughs> swooping in. So I'm getting that on the record. Um, I
2: like how we don't know that we're just like, oh, Jody. What have you done? Yeah. Well, it's funny,
0: too, is I, I found out later what Jody's name is in reference to,
2: <laughs> which oh, no. is
0: that's what they call someone in the military who sleeps with someone's wife when they're on deployment. They call him a Jody.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just wrote that in. they're yeah. like, and this is what you're going to do. This is your name, your task.
0: Yeah. Um. But so like, you know, so season one we see like even, you know, after the time is just like jody like knows like this is a messed up situation here's his like you know former friend back from the dead and now he's with miranda and and that's one thing i really appreciated too because like instead of just making him this just like total jerk bag you know like there's that scene where he you know he talks to miranda it's just like hey like like do i need to tell him do i need to do it you know like he he like wants to clear the air clearly in the time skip some I think just chase being around and th- that whole situation just like really really weighed on their relationship um as we see just by the way um that Miranda is like talking to Jody in that that very fun scene to voice
2: uh. I mean it, <laughs> it's tough to get walked in on by your your girl's ex yeah who you thought was dead yeah and then he just shows up in the middle where it's like there's friction but um w- how do we solve this with your ex in the room?
0: Yeah, dude, like we get like like can we get like a digital bell on Chase or something? Like, you know, like don't just teleport into people's rooms. Like like, you know, you got to knock or something. But it was really surprising. Like when I got the script, um, I was just I was like, Whoa. I was like, Oh, okay. Like I had heard that like you know, it was gonna be going we were gonna be a lot more like I don't darker, you know, or whatever for this yeah. season. Uh, more mature. Definitely. Yeah, and so, like, I, you know, I knew about that, and then they asked if, you know, I wanted to reprise the role of Jodie, and I'm like, absolutely, of course, because um, I really like playing the character, and so, yeah, and then the script came in, and I was, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool, I was like, this is, uh, some stuff happened, <laughs> like, clearly. Just, um, like, so,
2: open relationship, like, relationship on the big screen.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the shock That I had when I was like, oh, this is not like, okay. So again, we hear, we start hearing some rumors (laughs) and we're like, it's going to be a little bit mature and we're like, okay, okay. And then we hear that they're like, oh man, there might be, there might, there's, there might be a sex scene. And I had this (laughs) moment. I was like, oh man, that'd be crazy. Oh no. I was like, (laughs) I was like, out of like, out of anyone's characters. I have a very high chance for this to include my
2: character. <laughs> Imagine having a relationship in a show and then going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah but so, like, but when, so when I got a hold of it, I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. And then I realized, like, oh, it's not going well. And, like, Jody yeah. is coming off here as just, like, the guy who's, like, desperately trying to still hold on to something that he thinks is good. And Miranda is just kind of, like, going through the motions and just, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, and so, so you know, I kind of adapted Jody's mm-hmm. personality there because, like, you know, normally in the other stuff, he's super confident, you know, and, like, really, you know, makes some sarcastic yeah. jokes and stuff. But I was like, oh, like, the, clearly this stuff has happened, and this is kind of what I'm getting from his character. So, like, so I intentionally, like, made the voice just slightly, slightly a little bit more nasally and just made him a little bit yeah. more pleading and more annoying. So if Jody was annoying <laughs> in that scene, that's what I was going for because that's what I felt that the script – uh.
2: The whole time I just felt bad for him. I was like, thank you. Oh no. Thank you. (laughs) No, buddy. No, no, chase. Yeah.
0: Next time. No talking. If there is a next time. And I was like, oh no,
2: (laughs) it's clear that Jody has been literally scarred by this war. Outside of what we saw in this episode, can you speak on his opinion about this fight and his perception of the world?
0: Oh, that is not a small question. Um, yeah, that's also another thing I learned about that scene was uh, I did not know that uh Jody had a prosthetic leg. Um so clearly that something happened. I don't know if that ha- happened before, it was always there uh, and intended or if that happened during the time skip, but um I mean even in season 1, you know, Jody's already pretty frustrated with like, you know, the situation and like he knows that it's currently like a losing battle um for the polity and it's just you know, he
2: relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. And also <laughs> that. So J- Jody's juggling a lot of stuff that's not going well for him. Um, but, you know, he's still like I, I feel like Jody's the character that like he'll he'll vent by making like sarcastic comments and rolling his eyes and like being a little annoying. But at the end of the day, like he'll he's there to get the job done. He's not going to like abandon mm-hmm. everyone. Right.
2: Uh, personally, how do you align in terms of the polity and the union? Okay, team Polity? Team Union? Which I, one are we? I,
0: I have to I have to selfishly say that I'm on mm-hmm. Team Polity, but that's only because my character is there in the <laughs> Vanguard. <laughs> How about you? What are you feeling?
2: Uh I'm feeling pain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose because I have no alliance with so the polities so like the union sounds nice they've been nice they have a uh evil koala that i've been really loving
0: there you go so like the the cute the cute (laughs) characters are gonna win you over
2: yeah they have a koala i'm with it they have a mascot so i like their mascot
0: but cammy's (laughs) bunnies come
2: on i know (laughs) but but you know cammy does have me this is why i'm in pain this is why i'm in pain i can't choose Talking about Cammie, as a fan, who's your favorite character and thing you're looking forward to in this season?
0: Favorite character is probably Dr. Weller. Like, okay, we're all talking about, like, the cast that we've mm-hmm. gotten for this show. And it's like, this is crazy, like, you know, that it's a mix of, like, some of us yeah. at Rooster Teeth and, like, you know, all-star voice talent from across the country. Uh, or Sorry, from David across the, the world. Um, yeah. And we like are hearing you know like we're, we're hearing michael p jordan and we're like wow we're hearing dakota fanning and which i loved mm. her voice what she did with miranda she just added like a little more southern to her voice like like just us that like i heard dakota and i was just like that is absolutely miranda like amazing yeah um and we're going through in like koichi Yamadera, like AJK dylan like just so many people like everyone's just like doing such a great job mm. we heard tenet and i was like oh <laughs> my god i was like what are you human i was just so blown away <laughs> like his there's so much just emotion and everything in that voice. And his, just his delivery is absolutely incredible. And you could never, like, that's one of those people that's just, like, you would literally never replace anyone voicing that character because no one will ever do as good of a job as David Tennant. Um,
2: For sure. He, yeah. he, like, gets your heart somehow. And I'm like, yeah. but you're supposed to not exist in this season. What do you mean? How yeah. am I still laughing?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I mean, even in season one, when he's, like, getting kidnapped and he's like... uh, You know, like uh, the not Sinclair was like pulling him, you know, back into the elevator. Whatever that line was. It's just like, well, you're right. It wasn't going to be a good day or something like that. He's just like (laughs) so chill in any scenario of danger. And I I just I I love his character.
2: It sounds like. That's it for my questions. Do you have mm-hmm. anything else to say?
0: Thank you, everyone, for uh, for checking out season two. This has been a super cool show to work on, and it's it's insane to me that now it's on HBO Max. Uh, so yeah, like uh, you know, maybe you know, <laughs> tell your friends, but also uh, please, please don't, please don't tweet me images of that scene.
2: <laughs> Prepare your Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, thank you so much for having me on the show.
2: Oh, it was so great. Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: All right, Din, what do we got coming up next?
2: We have a super cool sneak peek. To the end of the world.
4: Why is today a day of doom, love? Every day we are under union rule is a day of doom.
3: Uh, The union is the only reason you have food on your table, dyke.
0: Wrong, Oleg. I'm pansexual.
3: You're a whore.
0: Let us get to the fighting, yes?
2: I fight men. (laughs) 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 Ah!
3: Bullseye. I.
2: Bullseye. Union forces are attacking
3: polity-controlled New York. Deaths are already in the thousands. And injuries exceed that. As I
2: said, that. to the end
4: there of the world. There is an
3: incredible amount of destruction.
1: Well, uh, remember when I said that Val would be a cool drinking buddy? I, I might take that back now. After yeah. That How many <laughs> shots, um, though? How many <laughs> shots? How shots? <laughs> uh, clearly too many. um yo
2: she got that ear like clean
3: yeah i'd be seeing
2: double if i had like at least okay yeah
3: not yeah not a no i feel like she's one of those people who gets better with the accuracy as as a drunker, drunker. She is. yeah. So yeah, I she, think she doesn't a-
2: play beer pong. She plays ear pong. pong. Thank <laughs> oh, you, Dan. On,
1: Den. I hated that. Oh god. Uh, well, that's been another episode of Unlocked, the companion podcast of Gen Lock. Thank you for joining us. We'll be ne- back next week to discuss episode four, and we hope to see you there. See you next time.